0: Hello, and welcome back to the Natalie Smith Fitness Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you, and I hope you enjoy the episode. All right, so today we're going to be talking about a super important topic, and that is how you can fit your favorite foods into your diet and still make progress, So when people first get into like the whole fitness world and more of like the quote-unquote science-based fitness and nutrition and like flexible dieting, this is like the thing that gets people super excited because so many mainstream diets will tell you things like you can't eat sugar, you can't eat carbs, you can't eat fat, you can't eat bread, you can't eat any of these foods that you enjoy on a daily basis. And what that creates is yo-yo dieting, because cutting things out of your life that you love and that you're used to eating and just going like cold turkey, that's not something that you're actually going to be able to stick with. And like, when you're constantly over-restricting yourself in that way, it's just going to make you crave these foods more. And then what happens? People will binge on them or they'll they'll overeat on them or whatever it is. And then they'll feel guilty. They'll feel like they did something wrong. And it just perpetuates this whole cycle. So that's the thing that's so appealing to so many people about like flexible dieting is it's like, no, you can actually still eat bread, chocolate, ice cream, pasta, pizza, whatever it is. And make progress towards your goals. But I think that there are some kind of like misconceptions around it. And it's also hard because then some people will go on the other extreme where they'll like only be eating those foods. And they won't be eating fruits and vegetables and lean proteins and all these other things that are super important. So we're going to go into how you can navigate that and how you can actually fit these foods into your diet and have more balance and flexibility, which is going to help you be consistent in the long term. So I don't know exactly how or what order I'm going to talk about this, but first we're just going to kind of dispel the myth and like talk about how that actually works because it's ingrained in our heads like so often that like these foods are bad and you can't eat them and like eating them is going to make you fat and ruin all of your progress. So how is it possible that you can actually eat these foods and still make progress Well, when it comes to, I said that's so weird, when it comes to weight loss, fat loss, the primary foundation that you need in order to lose fat is a calorie deficit, and that just means eating less calories than your body burns per day. So your body burns a certain number of calories every day to maintain your weight, and you have to eat a little less than that in order to lose weight. So like, let's say your maintenance is like 2,200 and maybe like 1,800, 2,000 calories a day to lose fat. That's just like a general number. It's going to be different for everyone, but just an example. So theoretically, you could literally eat only ice cream all day and if it was 1800 calories and your maintenance is 2200 you would still lose weight obviously that's not recommended that's not something that you should do but it's just to prove a point point. and for people who say things like you know skittles or bread or sugar or carbs or whatever makes you fat like ask them if the only thing you ate in a day was like a slice of bread would you gain weight and they'll be like well no you need more food than that and it's like that's the entire point so As long as you are in a calorie deficit, you will be losing weight. That's how it works. So obviously, like I said, you don't want to only eat these foods. But what that means is that in the context of an overall balanced diet, you can have like a serving of ice cream or a piece of bread, or a few pieces of bread, bread's not bad for you, or um, a bag of chips or something like that and fit it into your diet while still making progress towards your body composition goals. And even if your goal is to become healthier or to you know, live a more balanced lifestyle, that is going to help you because as I mentioned before, when you cut these foods out and when you say, I cannot eat them, You're just going to crave them more and it's just not going to be something that you can actually stick to and be consistent with. So what this does is it takes these foods off of this pedestal and it allows you to fit them into your diet and not view them as bad or view yourself as bad for eating them but rather to create something that is actually something you can stick with. Like you're creating a diet that you can do for the rest of your life because none of these foods are off limits. You can still enjoy your life and that improves your relationship with food and it also improves your consistency and adherence because then it's no longer a short-term fix. It's something that you can actually stick to. And that's like totally easier said than done because, especially when you come from this super restrictive mindset, it's hard at first. Like, you feel like, how do I even incorporate these in my life? Because you've had this pattern of eating all of it or eating none of it. And, but that moderation and that flexibility, that gray area, that's where the magic happens. And that's what's actually going to set you up for success in the future. So, I'll kind of go through some different methods that you can take to incorporate these foods in your diet and what that balance should look like. So, obviously, everyone knows that we don't want to just eat ice cream and fruits and vegetables are healthy. So, like, how do you actually incorporate those both into your diet? So, I think that number one, a guideline that always comes to mind that I think can kind of help create a visual is the 80-20 rule. And what this is, is basically saying that about 80% of your diet should be nutrient-dense foods, things like fruits and vegetables and lean proteins, healthy fats, high fiber carbs, stuff like that. Um, traditionally healthy foods, although carbs are on that list and some people might tell you that carbs are bad for you, which isn't true. Your body needs carbs. So about 80% of your diet should be those foods. And then 20% can be whatever you want. It can be chips, it can be candy, it can be ice cream. As long as it fits into your diet and that you're eating mostly nutrient-dense foods, you're going to be fine because we still want to make sure that you're meeting your nutrient needs, that you're getting enough micronutrients that you are performing well in your workouts, that you're feeling full because if you literally only ate ice cream all day you would be starving since it's so calorie dense and it doesn't have any fiber or protein. And like I said and that you're getting enough protein, you're getting enough fiber, all of that stuff and that your energy is going to be higher and like you're going to be overall healthy because that matters too. So that's why we still need to focus on those foods. So you want about 80% of your diet to be those foods, 20% can be whatever you want. This doesn't mean you need to like calculate the percentages of what food or what ratio of each food is in your diet, but it's just kind of giving you an overall idea. Like let's say you ate five times a day, three meals, two snacks. Maybe three meals and one of those snacks would have, you know, protein and fruits or vegetables and maybe some healthy fats, some high fiber carbs, and then the other snack would be like M&Ms or it would be like ice cream or chips or something like that. That just kind of gives you a guideline and a visual idea of what that might look like. And on that same kind of like train of thought, something that can help is just like planning a dessert into your day, like saying each day I'm going to have a snack of something that I enjoy, something that I'm craving that day, whether it's chocolate or chips or ice cream or whatever, like have that already planned into your day. If you're someone who's like, I like to eat four times a day, then I'm going to have three solid meals and then I'm going to have this one snack, something like that, like come up with, you know, what meal frequency and schedule and all that you prefer and then choose one of those to include fun foods or something and also super important when we talk about moderation this doesn't mean that like this might go without saying but I feel like it's important so that one snack or that one dessert or whatever it is that you're having that has more fun foods less nutrient dense foods whatever you want to call it um it needs to be portioned out you can't just have like An entire pint of Ben and Jerry's be like your fun food. That's gonna, that's not going to support your health or fitness goals, right? So, (laughs) why can't I talk? Measure out a serving or track it in your, you know, food log or whatever you're doing, but portion it out into like a bowl or something at least. So that you're making sure it's not just like completely overkill. And the thing is, when you start incorporating these foods and you're making sure that you're eating enough protein, you're making sure that you're eating enough fiber, and you, it's more of like an everyday thing, it's just part of your routine, you likely won't feel the same need to like eat your entire pantry as you would if you said like I can't eat these foods ever because like I said that restriction when you constantly restrict and tell yourself I can't do this I can't do this it just makes you want it more but when it's part of your everyday life it's not like there's not this whole novelty behind it where it's like this forbidden fruit that you're like doing something bad by eating it so it's you're you're likely not going to feel like you need to eat like pints of it and binge or whatever still these foods are like super delicious and hyper palatable like they're engineered to make us like them so you know it's you probably will need to measure it out and make sure that you're eating a reasonable serving and you probably won't be able to eat like as much as you would like but that's life right like some form of restriction is okay and good and we don't need to just tell ourselves to you know do whatever we want and not have any rules or guidelines in place because There's going to be consequences to that. So it's about enjoying an appropriate portion of it and moving on with your day and not, you know, having this attachment to it. And if you're tracking your calories, like if you're trying to lose fat, if you're trying to maintain your weight, if you're trying to gain muscle, whatever it is, you can like pre-plan that food into your day each day. So like maybe at the beginning of the day, if you're like, I want to have a serving of ice cream tonight plan that first, track it first in your dessert or whatever, and then plan the rest of your day around that accordingly. So obviously ice cream is going to be higher in carbs and fats and lower in protein. So then the rest of the day, focus more on protein and fruits and vegetables to kind of make that fit. And it it's a skill that like definitely it takes time, but with practice, you're going to be able to get better at it. And pre-tracking it can be super helpful because If you're, you know, if it, if like let's say you have 200 calories left and you just kind of like eyeball your portion, maybe you ate 400 or 500 instead of 200. Whereas if you're like, I want this amount of it and you plan it in already, then you know it's going to fit rather than doing it spontaneously. Or I can't find the word I'm looking for, but you know what I mean. Another important point that I think is important to bring up is like maybe there's a certain food that you know really triggers you, like a binge food for some people or something where it's like, I feel like I can't really moderate it. I've tried, I can't just have like one serving of it. So I think it's important to make sure we don't ever say like I can never eat this food in my life. Again, like it's off limits for good. But in some circumstances, it can be helpful to temporarily remove these foods like from your environment Because if there's a certain food where it's like, I know that it's really hard for me to portion out and I feel like it's kind of, I'm out of control and I rely on this food, then taking it out of your environment is going to relieve that stress and it's going to show you like you can survive without it and you can get on without that food. You don't have to rely on it for, you know, maybe two weeks or for four weeks or however long it is. And then you can slowly reincorporate it back into your diet and see how you do with it. It really takes, like, a lot of trial and error. It can take a long time. It can take working on your mindset, working on yourself. And it's going to, like I said, it's going to take time. But eventually, the goal is to be able to reintroduce it back into your life where it is something that you can moderate it. So if there's a certain food that, like, right now is super hard for you to do or to have in your house, then that's okay. Don't buy it. Just avoid buying it at the grocery store for a period of time. And then, you know, in two weeks, in four weeks, in six weeks, buy it again and then see how it goes. See how you feel with it. And work on incorporating other foods that are maybe easier for you in the meantime everyone's situation is completely different so finding that moderation and balance and flexibility is going to look different for different people and that's totally okay you kind of you have to see what works for you and where you're at with your relationship with food like what are you viewing these foods as maybe there's certain foods that you've restricted for a super super long time so it's just hard for you to be around them because you've had that restriction there for such a long time and it's these habits that you've built over however long and kind of on that same line i think it's important to focus on your language around these foods so calling certain foods good and bad or like saying that you're bad for eating them or saying that you know certain foods are clean or dirty this kind of like rhetoric can be harmful especially if you struggle with moderating foods, if you struggle with restriction leading to overeating, this whole yo-yo dieting cycle. So I recommend removing the labels from food, just calling food, food. This food is less nutrient dense, this food is more nutrient dense because then you're going to make decisions around food based on logic rather than these arbitrary rules that you've assigned to them. Each food can play a role in your life. Some foods can be healthy for you like ice cream and pizza in a way that they satisfy you emotionally and they, you know, they're something that you enjoy. And so it helps you stay on track and be more consistent and not binge on them later. That is, can be healthy food in that context. So there's not really, it doesn't really make sense to call foods good and bad black and white because there's so much more nuance behind it and it's not just about calories and micronutrients. There are other things that play a role there. So it doesn't make sense in the first place and demonizing certain foods can just cause you to want them more and to over-restrict which then leads to overeating. So that's the whole thing, like when these foods are just part of your diet, just like fruits and vegetables are, and they obviously play a different role, but they do have their own role in your diet and it's just neutral, then you have a healthier relationship with them and it's not like you're either eating all of them or eating none of them and you're not in this restrict binge cycle. And so then you can actually moderate them and eat an appropriate portion of these foods rather than eating thousands of calories at once in one sitting. So create a neutrality around them and see it as part of your diet, but at the same time, like recognize, you know, eating a ton of ice cream or whatever isn't going to make you feel full. It's not going to give you nutrients. It's not going to help you with your strength. So rather than looking at these foods as black and white, good or bad, all of that, look at it from like a more logical standpoint. Like Which food is going to make me feel better after I eat it? Which food is going to have a better effect on me? Which food is going to help me reach my goals? And ask those types of questions before you choose something rather than saying, well, this food is bad, so that means I can't eat that and I have to eat this one. Like, lean into that a little bit and think more about how that food is going to affect you afterwards, how you're going to feel about it, rather than just these arbitrary labels. And then from there, you can decide which foods are worth it to you. This is super important. It's so common for people to just eat something because it's right in front of you, even if you don't even love it that much. And that's not what you want to do. You want to think about your food as like, it all serves a purpose, but. If you're going to eat something that is less nutritious and doesn't really improve, you know, your performance or help you reach your goals, it should be something that you love and that's worth it to you and that you thoroughly enjoy rather than just like, well, it's there, so I'll just eat it. So, If a food isn't like a heck yes, like I love that, then you don't have to choose it. You can say no. If someone offers you something, you can say no. If you're not craving something, you don't have to eat it. It's not an obligation just because it's sitting right in front of you or just because it's around you. Instead, bring that awareness and that mindfulness to these foods and ask yourself these questions. How is this food going to affect me? Do I really want this? Am I really craving it? Is there a different issue going on? Things like that. Because, like, if you, if there's a food that, you know, is high in calories, doesn't fill you up, and you don't even really like it, you might as well just eat some vegetables and some protein. Like or choose a different food that actually you really enjoy and is going to satisfy you in the end. Because satisfaction is such an important part of food. Like, if you're not choosing food that actually you enjoy and that you feel satisfied from afterwards, you're always going to be looking for something else. So think about that. Think about how that food is going to affect you afterwards and you're just going to make such better decisions around your meals. And it's totally a practice. Like not every single meal is going to be completely satisfying. Not every single food is going to be something that you absolutely love. Maybe some foods are going to make you feel like crap after, but it's all about like being aware of that and practicing it, and it just is a skill that you have to repeat over and over to improve at. So, on that note, going into cravings, which I sort of already discussed, but like let's say you're craving a certain food, what should you do? So I think number one, it's important to say that like just because you're craving something doesn't mean you have to give in right away. Like in life, we don't just give in to every single desire that we have, and we kind of have to be practical with it, but like i said that like mindfulness of like how is this going to affect me how is this going to make me feel that's going to be super helpful when you are having cravings but at the same time like just know that if you want a certain food, you can fit it into your diet. You can measure out a portion of it. You can incorporate it into your day. You can focus more on protein and vegetables around that meal, and then enjoy the food that you're craving. You kind of have to like make a decision: Do I want to give in to this craving? How much do I want this food? How accessible is it to me? How do I feel right now? What food is going to make you feel best? And make a conscious decision based on it. Like don't act on impulse and on desire. Instead, ask yourself these questions, bring logic to it so then you can make the decision that's going to make you feel best in the end. And you kind of, in order to do that, you have to kind of like sit with it and you have to kind of wait. And like another question that you can ask yourself is, where is this coming from? So like, are you stressed out? Are you wanting to eat because you're emotional? And if so, find ways that you can cope with those emotions and with that stress. That doesn't, it's not just about food. Because if food is your only coping mechanism, that is going to have some consequences. So we need to find other ways that you can work on that aside from just going straight to food. Like, for example, one thing that you can do is if you're having a craving or if you're having. If you want to eat emotionally or you want to stress eat or something like that set a timer for 20 minutes and just go do something else distract yourself and then if that when that timer goes off you still want to eat that food you still want to emotionally eat then you can go do it or maybe you won't want to because it's like i said i've repeated this like a thousand times it's about making a conscious dishes decision <laughs> i can't pronounce it Making a conscious choice and being mindful about it, and how you're going to feel afterwards, because that way you're going to make decisions that make you proud at the end of the day, and that's how you're going to see success. And on the topic of cravings, I'm kind of all over the place, but like I've mentioned before, if you are always depriving yourself of these cravings though, and you never give in to them, you never let yourself have these foods, you're probably just going, it's probably just going to get stronger and you're just going to want that food even more. So literally just giving into that craving, not trying to like healthify it. Like if you're having ice cream and you hate Halo Top, don't buy Halo Top, like buy the one that you actually want, but just have an appropriate portion of it. And then you'll actually feel satisfied from it and you can just move on with your life. It's just one food in all these meals that you're going to eat. So don't make like a big deal out of it. Don't be like, well, I can't eat this, so I must do something else or I must have something else to replace it because oftentimes when you do that, you're just not satisfied from it. Like if I want some really good ice cream and then I have like a pint of Halo Top or like Arctic Zero or something like that, um, I'm left just wanting more because the ice cream isn't the same and I didn't get what I was truly craving. So you have to actually give into it in order for it to, in order for you to be satisfied from it. So kind of to summarize a little bit, um, the way that you can eat these foods and still make progress is to include them in moderation. It's like the boring stuff that you've heard for years. It's don't go on either extreme. Don't cut them out completely and don't only eat these foods. Other foods are really important and it's important to get these and nutrient-den- other nutrient-dense foods into your diet, but depriving yourself of the foods that you love isn't going to work long-term. You're not going to be able to stick to it. So including those foods can actually help you be more consistent, have a better mindset with food, which is going to help you see success in the long-term. And as far as like how much of each food that you should have, try to create some guidelines and focus more on adding foods in rather than like taking things out. So eating like 80% of your diet of fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, healthy fats, whole grains, that's what you want to focus on. The other 20% can be whatever you want, but focus more on that 80%. How can you actually get that in? Like prepare your, set up your environment for success. Buy convenience fruits and vegetables, pre-cooked proteins, um, chop and prep stuff ahead of time, stuff like that. Make a menu and plan out the meals that you're going to eat. Make sure that they have fruits, vegetables, proteins in there. Focus on making it as easy as possible for yourself to get those foods into your diet, and then you'll be way more likely to actually do that. And then find what works for you as far as your balance with, like, the more fun foods. So for some people, like even myself, that might be having something sweet every day before bed. Like, the rest of your diet is going to be nutrient-dense, but at night, maybe you just want to have, like, a serving of ice cream or something, and it fits into your calories, whether you're tracking them or not, and you're aware of it, and it's pre-planned. Or maybe it's, like, on... And a random day, you just feel like having a donut. So track the donut first and then focus on eating vegetables and proteins around that. Or even, like I said, if you're not tracking, if you're doing like a three plates, two snacks things or focusing more on fruits and vegetables, adjust your day accordingly. And if you're craving a certain food, you can give into it. Um, You really want to focus more on taking the labels away from food, stop labeling foods as good and bad, and just focus on making conscious decisions that you're aware of and are going to make you proud in the end, rather than just like these arbitrary labels that you place on yourself. Don't tell yourself like, oh, I'm so bad for eating that. That's not helpful. It doesn't really make sense logically. And health is more than just any one food bring as much mindfulness and awareness to your food as you possibly can. That's going to help you out a lot. I also have another podcast on how to improve your relationship with food. And that one, I talk more about emotional eating and stress eating. So if that's something that you need, I will link it in the show notes. But that concludes this episode of the Natalie Smith Fitness Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you and I hope you have a great day.